Welcome back to the Hottest Wellness Podcast. I've got time. I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shagayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyle. Happy Pride. Gay tings. What is that? The gay gay? <laughs> I don't know. It just felt right. It felt right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it reminds me of those gang days. But we're not here to talk about that. You sure? I'm 100% positive. That's another episode for another day. We'll get her next time. How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm cool. Um, I feel like I've had a mixture of emotions throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I'm good, though, you know. Yeah, I feel like I'm currently avoiding my feelings right now. It's okay. Sometimes, no, it's not healthy, but. <laughs> <laughs> you tried it. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, so we're going to jump right into the episode and share some gratitude with you guys. You can, you know, hit us in our DMs at I've Got Time Podcast and let us know what you're grateful for. Sherry. Oh, I gotta go first? Yeah. I'm grateful for freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to um, really allow my anxiety to keep me from doing things as simple as going to the grocery store. But I'm a little more free, you know? I'm happy for you. It doesn't stop me all the time. Get the shackles on my feet. Don't your knees. But for real. <laughs> yeah. I am grateful for authenticity. Like being able to be myself finally. Yeah. I feel like for a lot of years I was like masking myself or even trying to blend in with my environment. And now I just don't care well you're pretty awesome so to you and hopefully to you yeah i know i'm awesome okay okay, i'm just saying like obviously i wasn't doing that for no reason but (laughs) yeah yeah so what are we talking about today today we're talking about gay rights (laughs) (laughs) we're not really talking about gay rights we're just talking about pride and well not pride really what is pride to you does pride mean anything to you i'm gonna be honest this is the first year like i've actively celebrated pride and even still i haven't really done nothing Mm -hmm. to celebrate pride i have never been to a pride event i really don't have any gay friends i'm like the only gay person that i know like I have some friends that are open sexually, but that's like the extent of it go. None of my friends are like, let's go to Pride. Let's jump out the closet, you know, (laughs) in my white male gay voice. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, and I definitely didn't grow up in an environment where it was celebrated. So, Um, I guess for me personally, Pride is just really self-acceptance. You know? Yeah. 
I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. Because once you accept yourself, it's like nobody can tell you nothing. It's like, I'm going to be happy whether you like it or not. I'll fuck with it. And what about for you? Um, pride doesn't really mean anything to me. <laughs> um, the meaning behind it, I'm all here for. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as the capitalist celebration of it, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Pride parade is cool, you know. I've never been to one, but I've heard it's a lot of fun. Well, I do just want to be clear and say that Pride was invented by a black woman, Um, okay? If you guys know Marsha P. Johnson, I believe Mm -hmm. that's her name. So, of course, you know, we was overtook per usual, but this really was a day or a month to really celebrate trans women, you know, just like being able to really fully be themselves. So that is always, you know, something to commemorate, even if I'm not like out of the street. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that is really more enjoyable when you have like a group of people to celebrate it with. Right, like I've never been that girl. Like I'll go do something solo, like go to dinner or have a movie, but I'm definitely not like going to a bar or going to Pride alone. Like I'm not doing that. Especially these days, there's too much shit going on. Way too much. Yeah. And you need to know the no house in your city. And just because the gay community is celebrating pride does not mean that everybody else is. So right. you got to be careful. Yeah, Pride Month does not change your next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how many flags you put in front of your house. Or your grandma. So, like, what are you? Just going to jump right into it? <laughs> I mean... I am a woman. <laughs> I'm a lady. Woman, woman, woman. <laughs> um, I don't know. When I came out, I said I was queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and queer to me means like a little more inclusive than bisexual, like. If there's a cool hot trans person, I could be in. T- mm, saying I could be into it sounds weird. No, it doesn't sound weird. It means that I'm open to being attracted to that. Yeah, <laughs> a trans person or a non-binary person, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just restricted to male or female. Um. I believe I'm still open that way. I'm not sure. You feel like it's harder to tell in a relationship? (laughs) It is only because... I don't know if this is going to sound corny or whatever, but when I'm in a relationship, I'm really not attracted to other people. What? I know it sounds like I'm just saying something. It doesn't sound like you're just saying something. I just can't believe it. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, of course I can acknowledge if somebody is attractive, but that's different from like, I don't know, the way my mind explores things when I'm single, mm-hmm. like 
I just don't have that when I'm in a relationship. Like, somebody can be really cool, but, like, I'm not really thinking about whether or not I'm attracted to them like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand that. I feel like in a relationship, it's like you're not looking. So because you're not looking, you're not really exploring those feelings of what do I like or what am I interested in because really you just interested in being booed up. So, yeah, I get it. Now that you, like, elaborate on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I am anymore. I feel like... Well, I mean, not I feel like. I say that so much on a podcast, and I'm, like, trying to undo it. Just be you. Live your life. I have said that I'm a lesbian in the past. Mm -hmm. And if you look at me or you know me, then, yeah, I'm a lesbian. But I just feel like I'm just me, and I'm in a relationship with my girlfriend. I don't know. But what does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Like, if I were to just hear somebody say that, I would not know what you meant. Like, does that mean that you're attracted to other, like, sexes or? Um, I think that I'm still physically attracted to men, but I would never want to be with a man. It's like, have you ever heard women say, like, oh, yeah, I like to have, like, you know, intercourse with women, but I would never be in a relationship with them. Like, I totally get that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to have intercourse with men either. I just, like, could see one and be like, oh, he's fine or something. But I feel like that's I don't want to be with them. I don't want to like them. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like. You know how people are about their gender, gender, <laughs> gender identity, like, yeah. oh, they're gender fluid or non-binary. That's how I feel about my sexuality. Like, I feel like I just don't want to claim nothing no more. It's just all getting too labely. Like, it's giving perceive me. Like, mm. I'm just Shakayla. And the only person who needs to worry about what I'm doing is the person I'm in a relationship with. I feel like me saying I'm a lesbian, is it for me? Is it for other people to understand who I am? Am I looking for understanding? I'm not. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I feel that. I think it could be like maybe putting a title or a label on it could be more affirming for somebody. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't know. Maybe that hasn't been sure or they were sure but they weren't living freely and just being themselves and now it's like oh I can just be me now I'm gay yeah but I just don't feel like I need a title to do that like I don't know it feels like when you when I have to put a label on something it's to make somebody else feel comfortable or secure like in a relationship if i say i'm a lesbian that's gonna let all the other women know that are trying to date me that for sure that's all i'm doing Mm -hmm. if i said i was bisexual then people know only boys and girls you know what i'm saying like and i feel like why do i have to define that for somebody else because i know what i'm into Mm -hmm. i know what i'm slurping on at the end of the night hey i don't need to like say lesbian for you to know that and I feel like it's annoying, too, in conversations. Like, 
How so? Because I, I'm like, <laughs> not that I'm like secretive, but I'm just like really low key about myself or whatever. Like I share a lot of things, but at the same time, I don't share a lot of things. And then when you're like in a public setting with people and then I'd be like, oh, my girlfriend, they'd be like, oh, you're a lesbian. Like they want to know your whole life story. They want to know like, but you got two kids. It's just I'm tired of explaining what myself. you want to switch sides? What turns <laughs> you gay? You know, how'd, how'd you turn gay? It's like, I don't want to have a conversation about being gay. I don't want to have to explain nothing. So as far as you know, I'm Shakayla and I'm in a relationship with Jerry. I feel like I shouldn't have to say I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is mad annoying. Because first of all, why do you need to know that? Like, <laughs> only to confirm whatever perception they have about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I went to the uh, Fuse Fest on Saturday. And it was another girl there who was also a Reiki healer. And mm-hmm. we started talking and stuff. And she's like, oh my God, you're so open. Like... Just having like a natural conversation, but it's like, am I open or are y'all niggas closed? <laughs> really? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like how people perceive you is based off of their own experience and stuff like that. So it like really don't matter what you identify as because people are going to assume whatever they want about you. And I just feel like by saying that I'm just me and I'm just with Cherry, then... The only thing you don't have nothing to assume besides I'm Shakayla and this is my girlfriend. Or you can assume anything that you want, but at that point that'll be on you wasting all your brain time and energy on me. And yeah. fun fact, you know when you like put a lot of effort into thinking and talking about other people, you're like feeding them their ener- your energy, even if it's negative. You're like I'm like getting off that you're so obsessed with wanting to know. Who was I with before I was with Cherry? And how did I get two kids? Are they by the same daddy? Are my kids white? Like, it it fuels me to know that you're wondering and you'll never know. You know? That sounded like some real mean girl shit, but I lived for it. It's not mean girl shit, it just sounded like it. Because I don't have to overshare. It's not mean that I'm not oversharing. People think that kindness is like telling all your business. That's not kindness. That's just being naive I don't know don't tell me all your business guys <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier if I'm not initiating conversation I'm not interested look at the camera <laughs> if I'm not initiating conversation I'm not interested I don't necessarily feel that way but I feel like we're going to talk about this more on another episode where mm-hmm. we talk about communication styles but I feel like Part of socialization is being able to pick up on social cues. You can tell when a person's interested or not interested or they don't want to keep talking or answering your questions just based off their body language. Like, I remember one time I legit walked away from somebody and they they kept talking to me. (laughs) Like, I walked away so you would know to stop talking and you kept talking. That's really annoying. I don't know what else I I could do. Yeah. It's weird because in some social situations, I'd be like, in my body, I could feel the desperation of like people. I want people to talk to me and engage with me. Mm-hmm. And in other social situations, it'd be like, I wish I wasn't even here. Yeah. But there's no in between. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. what do you do? 
So, you know, I ask, like, what are you? So we can really go into detail about people who are not gay or don't even understand, like, you know, what the straights call the alphabet mafia, you know. That's so offensive when people, like, just refuse to say the letters. Because for me, even though it's not important for me to identify as a specific letter, for somebody else, like you said, that could be very validating. So then what you're doing is invalidating the person's identity because you think that it's all the same thing when it's fucking not it's really not and it's just rude to like be like you know the alphabet squad or the alphabet crew like you can say those letters it's not that hard Mm -hmm. like just say the letters and if y'all don't know what they stand for l is for lesbian b is for bisexual Mm -hmm. g is for gay t is for it's three different definitions for T because there's trans, transgender, and transsexual, and no, those things are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can look it up on your own time if you really want to know. Look it up. Um, and then the I is for intersexual, the A is for asexual, and then the plus is for everything else. So that might be pan or maybe me not identifying with nothing. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. plus. So You're a plus. Yeah. You are a plus, baby. Thank you. Yeah, so... <clears throat> so, yeah, back to me. Um, <laughs> I... I don't know, honestly. Not like I don't know, like I don't know what I'm attracted to, who I'm attracted to, but, like, I don't know what label. Mm-hmm. I feel like technically queer, but... Do I really want... I feel like I don't think that I could actually be with a man or someone who identifies as a man and takes on (laughs) the toxic masculine traits as men do Mm -hmm. like I'm not attracted to masculinity. Maybe that's what it is. Mm. Well, I mean, there is like an actual preference when you say, oh, I prefer women who are more feminine or like, you know, the term would be like femme Mm -hmm. or even, what is it? STEM? Yeah, STEM. So that's the thing, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like, I think I'm more attracted to women who are more masculine physically, um, but are more feminine emotionally. If you get it, you get it. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You just got to explore it to find out what it is that I'm saying. So um, that's what what I prefer. I just, I'm attracted to that. I like girls that dress like me. But I always just see them as friends. I never just be, like, lusting for them, like, <laughs> the same way. You know what I mean? Hey, BG, you looking cute. And nice. that is a preference. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I don't date bisexuals. <laughs> so. That's homophobic. Yes. Care to explain how that's homophobic? I feel like a lot of people will be, like, that's not homophobic. It's just I want somebody that is only attracted to certain type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, when you think about anything that's homophobic, it's like it may not be the what you're actually saying that's homophobic. It's like the meaning of what you're saying is rooted in homophobia. So it's like, why do you think that way? When you like really process your ideas and stuff like that, most of the ideas and feelings that we have opinions is like shit from people that we heard when we was growing up, mm -hmm. which are probably problematic as fuck, mm -hmm. probably um, not inclusive to all people. And this doesn't just go across like being gay. This even goes between like being skinny or being fat. Like mm -hmm. we all have things that we need to unlearn. And when you get to that root of those things, they're like, rooted in certain things and when it comes to saying like oh i don't date bisexuals it's rooted in homophobia because one it's like going back to what i was saying earlier about it's just to validate them or to make them feel more secure because mm -hmm. what is it about a bisexual person that you don't want to date outside of that they date the same sex as somebody else right that <laughs> that tells it right there you're yeah. dating the opposite sex and i'm not attracted to that that's homophobic yeah it's not a preference. It's just not. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me every episode. Got real heated for a second. No, because you know how I get when I'm like really. So, speaking of the bias, and do you think that you can be fully attracted on all levels to males and females? Ooh, this is so good because I actually was going through my talks this morning and like when somebody like a talk or something it'll show up in your notification even no matter how old it is. Mm -hmm. And a couple years I posted a TikTok and it had like this chart and it was like what bisexuality really is. And it was a mm -hmm. pie chart. And people will be like, they think it's half woman or half male. They think it's 35% woman or 35% male. When really it's just about in whatever moment you're currently in, what you're more attracted to. Mm -hmm. I could be at a club and being attracted to both men and women, but this one woman caught my eye and I'm like more attracted to her than anybody else. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. People want to put it into like a description of like, well, how much do you like women? I like you enough to want to have sex with you or to be in a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. So why does it matter how much is the percentage that I like the other sex? I mean, I've identified as bisexual before. The entire time I was married, I identified as bisexual because I had relationships with women prior to being married. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I was with my husband, I wasn't like, oh, just because I'm bisexual, I have to act out on those feelings. It's the same thing as being straight and being in a relationship. Are you going to be trying to be attracted to every motherfucking thing that's out there just because it's available to you and you yeah. like men or women? Yeah. It, you're not. You're just going to be in present in whatever it is that you're in. And that's outside of people that's cheaters, which that comes in with anybody. Anybody could be it a does. cheater. It doesn't matter. That's definitely one of the things that people bring up in, like, arguments of bisexuality, too. Like, you got to be fucking around with this and that and this and that. And it's like, well, you were with that straight guy last year. And let me tell you, sister girl, not a moment passed. Where he was loyal to you. Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't matter that he was attracted to women. Mm-hmm. I think um, when people are like homophobic against bisexual people, it really comes down to like their own personal insecurities um, and also just being whatever beliefs and ideals they had growing up. But it's like you you have to look inside yourself and see why don't you see that you're good enough or the person is seeing the value in just you that you don't have to think that they're going to like cheat on you or leave you for somebody else just because they have an attraction attraction to a to the same gender. Right. Like what is it about you that you feel like is not enough to keep them with you? Cuz that's really what it is. Yikes. It's like I don't want to date you because you have relationships with men and women and that personally makes me feel uncomfortable because I've been cheated on in the past and I feel like you could do double the cheating that makes me I feel insecure Mm -hmm. because of my past experiences like just own up to what it is that you're feeling and stop projecting it outwardly on others because how do you even know that they're a a cheater type of person like that's just weird as fuck you don't know nothing about this person except they're interested in you and you're interested in them and maybe some like conversation you automatically assuming that they're a cheater just because they're bisexual that's weird that is weird yeah it's very weird i don't know i feel like for women it's easier to be bisexual because um In my experience, it's, like, really sexualized to be a woman that likes women, Mm -hmm. especially if you're a femme woman. Um, But unfortunately for men, especially in the black community, it's, like, really frowned upon. And still, it's homophobia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, we gonna pray for our bisexual brothers. And we gonna pray for these sisters, too, because y'all... Y'all need to get it together. For and the bisexual non-binary? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I went somewhere for a second. <laughs> Where was you at? I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it comes to your sexuality, mm-hmm. what was your experience like realizing who you are, just like accepting that part of yourself um well i really i've always been attracted to women i've always known that i've been attracted to women and i've never hid that but i was straight <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense when you say it out loud but I mean, it's like most people. Um, It was, I grew up thinking that being gay and stuff was wrong. So, I felt like I knew that I would never, you know. Cross the lines. (laughs) Or at least commit to it. Mm -hmm. I definitely uh, tried to cross the lines. (laughs) before but um what was i saying um me sexuality yeah you know uh, when i think about what you're saying though 
I feel like you kind of invalidating yourself because if a piece of you inside always knew that you like had an attraction toward women or something like that and you was just basically afraid of trying it, that doesn't make you any less bisexual or any less gay or whatever title that you choose to choose just because you never did it. Like, I could say that I'm a bisexual woman and I have never had sex with a man before, but I know that I'm attracted to him. I know that I would given the, you know, right circumstances. So, like, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you was straight just because you was only having heterosexual relationships. That just means that that's what you was choosing at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that actually was a choice. <laughs> Regards. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then the year of our Lord 2018 came around. And um, that was around the time when I really started, like, I really started just loving myself more, I guess. And accepting just accepting who I was, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I like this, cool, you know? Year of our Lord 2018, I started loving myself, <laughs> accepting myself, and I didn't feel like I needed to um, hide or, I didn't feel like I needed to bury that in myself or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just, I don't know, that 2018, 2019 was just, I was just freeing myself those two years. Mm -hmm. And that just came along with it. Like, just accepting. I was some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's yeah. really funny. And now it's like, I really don't think that I'm attracted to men in a romantic way at all mm -hmm. like niggas be fine but um yeah i don't think i'm attracted to men like that anymore i think at this point i'm just used to wanting to get attention from men mm -hmm. and that kind of makes it confusing for me because it's like well why do i still want attention from men Oh, yeah. I can't wait to elaborate more on what you said, like, in another conversation. But, you know, the male gaze is really motherfucking serious. We don't realize that we're being bred, like, from the day we're born up until our adult years. And everything about women is, like, until you realize that it's what you're doing, you kind of just, like, see yourself from the lens of how a man would see you, like. I hate when I get on the internet and I see these fucking feminine coaches and they're like basically teaching women how to be more attractive to men. Mm -hmm. And the real power of femininity is understanding I'm attractive because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be anything. I don't have to dress a certain way. I don't have to wear my hair a certain way. And even though when you dress a certain way or wear your hair a certain way, you're going to attract different types of guys mm -hmm. because that's how men work. Yeah. Um, it's just until you take yourself out of the male gaze, until you start to see yourself for who you really are, it really is difficult to like just understand yourself, you know, yeah. like build a relationship with yourself based off of just how you feel 
not like how the world is making you feel and societal pressures or even your own parents like your parents heavily influence how it is that you feel about yourself and just like the attention that you should or shouldn't be getting from boys it's like yeah very difficult I think that's when I really realized that I just only want to be with a woman for life is when I totally stopped dating men and I realized I wasn't lacking anything. Mm-hmm. It was like I wasn't missing nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're having some confusion with like figuring out, you know, what it is that you sexually attracted to, just take a break from either or, you know what I'm saying? Like just try and date like one type of person at a time and then if you feel like that's not like total fulfillment for you in that type of relationship, then maybe just try it the other way and figure out but once I took men out the equation it was like yeah it's completely different and it's really fulfilling over here (laughs) (laughs) yeah I agree I feel like um my relationships with men they have been similar to some of my relationships with women but that was because of the lack of personal growth that everybody in each situation had mm-hmm. but outside of that when it comes to like an actual emotional connection what it is that I really need to be happy in a relationship I just personally from my own experience think I can only get that from being with a woman and that was what you know solidified it for me that I just it ain't no need for me to try you know, I don't be where the pussy reside. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you feel like you was turned gay? No. When straight people say stuff like that to me, I always ask them the same question back. First of all, so they can realize how fucking offensive that shit is. And then secondly, so they could be like, oh, I didn't turn straight. I always knew that I liked boys or that's just what I was initially attracted to like it's fucking the same way and some people have different life experience so like with me because of the background that I grew up in it was like heavily pressured for me to just be straight it was very frowned upon gay people it was a sin it was like one of the most disgusting degrading things that you could do so that alone like you know really pulled me back from being my true self Mm-hmm. And then experiences that I had in my relationships, it just was like, I don't think I'm going to head out, you know? Was, what was it like when you came out? Or did you come out? Was it just, you just popped up and they were like, oh. Um, I kind of feel like I had to come out twice. The first time, I, I feel like, coming out is not for me or it's not for like the person that is doing it Mm -hmm. maybe for some people it is like how you said earlier they just want to like exclaim like i'm so gay and like be present and happy in that but for me it was just like other people needed the validation to know what was going on with me like they needed to know my business Mm, yeah so the first my first experience coming out when I first my first time dating a girl, I was in high school, mm-hmm. and um, before like dating that girl, I had kissed girls before, like 
you know, I don't know if this is just like a very white thing because I don't really have no black friends like this, but like, you know how they just be like at a party drunk and then they just be kissing girls. Like they don't like girls, but it's just like something fun to do. Mm-hmm. Like when I was like in ninth and 10th grade, we would do stuff like we would kiss each other on the lips. Like bye girl, like give you a kiss. We would like pop each other on the butts. Like to me, it was very obvious that I was gay because I was really enjoying that, but I just wasn't Wait. like allowing myself. So y'all were doing that as friends. Right. Like, we would play this game, and I don't even remember how many of us was in the game. I can't, like, it was so long ago, like, but in between classes, when you notice, like, one of the girls that's involved or whatever, at her locker or something, like, pretty much off guard. When you catch them off guard, and that's when you, like, just, like, give them a good, like, slap on the booty. Okay. <laughs> This is some gay shit. Yeah. I feel like the majority of girls that was in my friend's group at the time, they either had a time when they were in a relationship with a woman, are gay now, or they're just, like, fluid, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they're doing whatever the women's calling. So, it's just, like, that was, like, our version of experimentation. So, when I met this girl, I was playing volleyball my senior year, and... My senior year was super difficult for a number of reasons, but it was especially difficult because I felt like an outcast. Like, I had went to a different school prior to then, and I came to that school my last year of high school, which everybody already clicked up. They already got their friends. It was just like, uh, I just need to come here, do what I got to do and leave so I can be with the friends that I actually know, like in my neighborhood and my friends that I went to high school with before. So... For a long time, it was like that. And when we started volleyball practice, you know, you like start in the summertime before school even start. And I was already like not fitting in with the girls, which is like normal to me. Mm-hmm. And um, this girl, she was like in the 10th grade. And she was the only person on the team. Well, I'm going to say all of the underclassmen, all of the girls that was on JV, they was real cool. Like it was the girls that was in my grade that was dick. And um, this girl, she played JV and she played, like, on the other team, like, the senior team. Varsity. Yeah, because she was really good. So, we was, like, we would be talking and stuff. And then she started sitting next to me when we was riding to and from games and stuff. And we was just cool or whatever. And then I don't even remember, like, how it started happening. But we was hanging out all the time. I would go over her house and then... One day she was walking me to the bus stop because it was like at night when I was leaving her house and we just kissed. And it just seemed like we never stopped kissing. Like we pretty much was having a secret relationship and nobody knew about it. I didn't tell anybody about it except my best friend. And that's it. Like, and he was cool about it. I didn't tell nobody else besides that. I didn't even tell my female best friend. I didn't tell none of the girls that I hung out with every day because this relationship carried on into the entirety of my senior year. And then one day, um, I had went to my grandma's house. This is like the one who was specifically a Bible thumper. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I left a backpack over there. I used to carry this SpongeBob drawstring backpack. You remember the drawstring backpacks used to be like popping? Like yeah. we would wear the ones that had like the different NBA teams on them. Like yeah. they, they was just like the jam band. And she used to write me notes every day. And I would just collect all the notes and put them into this bag. I fucking left the bag at my grandmother's house. And instead of niggas just leaving your shit alone, 
Like, my aunt went into the bag. She apparently read every single note and then not even coming and talking to me about it and, like, having a conversation. She told my grandma. She told my dad. She told my sister. She pretty much was telling everybody that would listen. So it wasn't my choice to, like, tell people what I, what I was doing. That's, like, the biggest invasion of privacy and, like, betrayal. It's just really fucked up because... Even though this aunt, like, I'm really close to her now to this day, it was a really hurtful thing because this was somebody that I feel like would be really accepting of me and that would just be able to have a conversation with me. She had, like, gay friends and stuff like that. And that just go to show, it's just like when white people say, oh, I have black friends. That don't mean that you're not racist. It don't mean that you don't have racist tendencies. Like, a lot of y'all niggas really be having homophobic tendencies and you feel like people should have to suffer for being gay. Like... To me, at that moment, maybe she wasn't trying to intentionally hurt me, but, like, you have to understand, like, if you, if I'm not choosing to tell everybody, that means that I'm not, like, fully accepting it myself. That's nobody else's place to, like, out somebody else. So, I really didn't have a choice in that. So, at that point, I just denied it because I didn't want to, like, deal with the consequences of my family. So, from this point, the only person that I told was my sister. Like, I told my sister the truth or whatever. So, that relationship got real toxic. It, like, went to the left side or whatever. And I dated men for years because I was just in denial. And then when me and my ex-husband got together, we was together for, like, almost 10 years, you know. So, that was a long-ass time. I basically was playing straight. I mean, I was attracted to him. I was in a relationship with him. But that's why I was saying I was just, like, bisexual. And then once we wasn't together no more, I was just, it was fair game. I was just, like. Doing my thing. And then once I got into a serious relationship with a woman, then, of course, I, like, told my family, like, oh, I'm with this girl, or blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah. And a lot of my family was like, oh, well, we already knew. My grandmother was like, she was surprised when I got married to David. And she was like, well, I'm going to let her live her life. And I'm like, girl, like, (laughs) you know how people be saying, like, after you come out as gay or, like, if you validate all of their questions they've been having about you for 10,000 years, they, like, finally, she just went out and said it. But, um, I don't know. I feel like I was always accepting of myself and knew who I was, but I feel like it's still really hard in your closest relationships when people don't, like, accept your, I don't know, like, who you choose to be attracted to. Or who you're naturally attracted to. I mean, yeah, that too. Because it's not a choice. It's not. Yeah. Like, you can't just... You can turn it off, but that is my choice. You know, not the other way around. Like, you could choose to pretend that you're not. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's <laughs> what happened when I came out. Do you feel like... Well, I mean, I'm your first relationship with a woman. What was that like for you coming out to your parents and your family? I feel like I low-key came out three times. I remember one time I was visiting my parents and I was having a conversation with my mom and I was talking about cutting my hair and, like, cutting it off Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah. And I don't remember the conversation before that, but that was, I guess, her moment to ask, what did she ask? She was like, she said something like, 
you're not switching sides on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. And then like five minutes later, I was like, but I am attracted to women. Mm-hmm. But I was doing that thing where it was like, but I don't think I could actually like be with a woman. Mm-hmm. I knew I was lying. But there was that. And then I came out on my podcast and mm-hmm. said, I'm here, I'm queer. <laughs> and then I came out to my dad. The whole situation was kind of funny just because of the lead up to it. I was so nervous. <sighs> Picture it. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the living room Shayla and I are on the couch Shayla's my sister guys You're, you might be new here Shayla's my sister <laughs> um, we're on the couch my mom and dad are on the love seat and my cousin Corey is in there was a rocking chair like in between the couches kind of he was sitting over there we were all sitting there having a good time conversation was going for like 20 minutes and every now and then I would lean over to my sister and like have a very clever lead in like I can't think of something right now like somebody will say like yeah I really enjoyed those sandwiches from Shirley's and I would lean over to my sister and be like well speaking of Shirley's (laughs) (laughs) and then finally after doing that for like 10 minutes I finally was like, what did I say? You said, you know how we're all grown and everybody can do what they want to do. Yeah. I don't remember everything I said, but I do remember saying she or her or something. Mm -hmm. Like letting niggas know. What was their reaction? Um, oh, the last thing I said, and it was like, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad just nodded his head. I think he was cleaning his glasses or something. Your dad's so nonchalant. (laughs) I never know, like, what is going on with him. (laughs) I'm trying to read his energy, like. It's, uh, me too, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and I mean, my mom knew prior mm-hmm. um, and of course Shayla knew um, I don't think Corey said anything but another thing that was interesting is during that 20-30 minute conversation before I said anything somehow being gay came up in the conversation but it was like straight Christians talking about being gay so it was like oh is this the moment Mm. Y'all about to throw stones at me? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when it comes to Christian, Christianity and their beliefs and stuff like that, and, you know, being a former Christian, I honestly just feel, like, really sad for them because, like, above everything, I'm an individual. So that means above my sexuality, above my gender, above whatever religion or God that I choose to believe in, like, I'm still just, like, me as a person. Mm -hmm. And it's really fucking sad to me and almost sick 
how people can like have a collective thought. Like it really disgusts me that people cannot think for themselves outside of religion. And it's almost like they have no logic at all. It's like very weird to me. And it's especially weird to me because like I grew up in a fucking Bible thumping environment. Then I fucking, I know Bible verses. I know what the shit says. Why do y'all be taking this stuff out of context? I think it's almost like one of those things like they have to choose somebody to hate so they can feel better about the shit that they're doing in their life that's not very Christian like mm-hmm. and it's like way easier for the church to be like gays 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 but they're not talking about alcoholism they're not talking about pedophilia they're not talking about the parents that abandon their children like none of that shit is fucking God like and really the list can go on for days because we all know Christians that are not really doing everything that they be preaching or trying to, this standard, they trying to uphold for everybody else. Yeah. Everybody knows that our parents was having premarital sex. This really don't have nothing to do with the gay conversation, but since we're here, Mm -hmm. why do you guys try and like put this big ass like front up to your kids just to discourage them from having sex and saying that it's not God-like or like God is going to abandon you or it's going to be a sin. You're going to go to hell for doing something. Whether it's just sex or just like gay sex because it's fucking all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why, would, why, why would you do that to somebody that you love unconditionally? Yeah. And my God, the God that I believe in, that's all we do over here is unconditional love. That means I'm accepting you for all parts of yourself, whether I agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's real strange to me how they can, like, I don't know, just have a collective opinion on something. It's, it's weird. It is. It's even weird to me when gay people continue to go to Christian churches. They be like, no, my church, cool. They be playing the drums and everything. Like, honey, I'm not dealing with it. That is strange to me, especially seeing, like, some gay people in my church growing up and, like, knowing some of the adults at the time and the way that they treated gay people or talked about gay people. Mm -hmm. I always kind of wondered, like, why would you continue to come here and be around these people? And they clearly treat you a different way or, like think about you differently, judge you, like, why would you continue to put yourself in this environment? Like, even the pastor is, like, condemning your life. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that? It has to be the lowest vibration next to hell. And for that reason, that is why I do not claim being a Christian no more. Honestly, I feel like the whole thing was pushed on me, and that's why I have the perspective I do with Max and Eva. Like, I educate them about what I believe in. Their dad has total different beliefs than me, and he educates them what they believe in. And we talk about all different kind of stuff, and mostly it just comes down to kindness and compassion for other people. But I just want them to have that experience of finding what they believe in for themselves. Like, what is their relationship with God personally? I don't think that is right. I feel like for you to just take your kid and be like, here, you're a Christian. Here, you're baptized. Like... Yeah. When I got baptized, it really wasn't a choice. It wasn't like I was coming forward like, I want to give my life to the Lord. I was mm-hmm. fucking like 11. I didn't really know what that meant. And then yeah. they gave you these little classes and shit. And it's like, this feels like a cult. 
Looking um, back. Looking back. Yeah. I don't know. So, technically. Yeah. I feel like religion played a big part in a, a lot of mental health issues that I had. Just not loving and accepting myself. Not feeling worthy. And I tried to, um, you know be understanding of these people and the, the fact that they're brainwashed from slavery. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just, I just can't. I really don't like to hang out with a lot of Christians. Unless they like those kind that's like evolved and they just like actually have a relationship with God. And if they a church goer, they're never like trying to tell you how to live your life or no shit. Yeah, it's cool as long as you're not trying to like make me do anything or make me believe anything or try to convince me of something every time I come to your house. Yeah, church is just weird to me because like being as somebody, I consider myself a spiritual guide. I'm never like pressuring other people to believe the stuff that I believe in. I'm just like encouraging them to heal from the stuff that they've been through. Mm-hmm. And anytime I was ever in church and something bad happened to somebody, it to them it was the Lord's will. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It or for some people they would make it a punishment. Like that post I seen on what was it Twitter, and the girl said that when she got pregnant, her church they said nobody could oh, go yeah. to the baby shower. They made her sit in the back pew, That's and then after weird. she had the baby, she had to come to the front of the church and basically like repent in front of the whole church. And it's like all of y'all niggas in here is fucking. I just right. happened to get pregnant. And um, and that's just weird because why wouldn't you take that opportunity to be a community and help this person who may have fallen short? Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just, it made me sick. Yeah. It made me sick. And a lot of people, they still healing from situations that happened to them just for being in a, a church community. So I'm praying for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of want to dazzle a little bit about your past relationships. Oh. Yeah. I will go ahead and start because I feel like mine is like, I don't know, less involved in a sense. Okay. Okay. Um, I really haven't had that many relationships because I'm a long-term relationship type of girl. I like to be with the person that I want to be with. And like, even when I got married, I didn't. I don't think anybody marries and gets plan, plans to have a divorce. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just have really haven't had that many relationships. Like I've probably been with maybe four people that I can actually claim was a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> because situationships, I'm going to say depending on the longevity of a situationship, it does count as a relationship. It just means that you were being manipulated. You know what I mean? But Ooh, I thought um, you were going first. <laughs> Why do you do this every episode? Tell your own story then. Uh, keep going, girl. Keep going. Yeah, so I feel like my past relationships have shaped me a lot as a person, but they mostly have taught me lessons of what not to do in the future. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. almost, in a sense, gave me some form of anxiety in my newer relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like that baggage, you know what I'm saying? It's very much... I I'm not that much a bag lady anymore, but like I used to be. I used to be a real bag lady. Like so I don't know. My past relationships 
the first relationship that I had was with that girl. Well, I mean, I'm not going to count any else, anybody before that because it was like high school and like not real. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I dated another guy and he cheated on me. And that was when I realized I'm that's like my no-go. It's like if I get cheated on one time, that's it. Like uh, I learned from that situation. I don't, I don't like that. And I refuse to tolerate it. And then really in my marriage, I just really learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I really had to reflect on my own behaviors. Um, I also had to reflect on the type of person that I was choosing to be with. Mm-hmm. And what made me happy in relationships and stuff like that. And really just becoming a woman because I feel like when we got married we were still kids like 19 that's way too young to be getting married yeah, it's basically 16 I feel like honestly the perfect age for marriage is 30 I think depending on your experiences and stuff like that you might be a little bit more mature but I think that you need some time to date around before you get married I think you need time to get to know people before you get married because once you move in with somebody, that's when you, like, really get to see who they are. You know what I mean? And I feel like that has been something that I've learned, too. And then uh, my only other relationship really was the one that I had before you. And that was, I guess, like, my first grown-up lesbian relationship. And that relationship was pretty toxic, honestly, on both parts. I think it was different types of toxic, like one was more blatant manipulation and the other one was just like misguided trauma, you know, like, but that relationship was terrible. And I knew that I did not want to be in another relationship like that, but there were things out of a relationship that I knew I wanted in my next relationship too. And I say in all this to say that out of all those relationships with men and women, What was I about to say? <laughs> My thought just like the Dumbledore wine when he be taking your memories. It was like gone. <laughs> um, what the fuck I was saying? Out of all of your relationships, you talked about how you found yourself in your marriage. You reviewed yourself in your last relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. My point is that no matter if you are straight or if you are gay or what, however it is that you identify, all relationships come down to the same shit, which is like fucking trust, communication, love, intimacy. And you guys really need to stop looking at gay relationships like it's this whole big thing. When we're going through the same things in our relationship as you. Literally. And I really think that straight people are just a little bit obsessed with our sex lives. When we all do the same shit. Wouldn't go that far. I mean, I didn't say one is better or the other. I'm saying that we all do the same thing. Sex generally comes down to the same things. Intercourse, you know, the other foreplay. I'll Mm -hmm. say that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so... What is it that y'all so thirsty to know? I mean, porn's out there. You can just look it up if you that fucking thirsty to know what we doing. And anyways, porn ain't even a really good thing anyways. 
whether I was straight or gay, I would never be like, oh, you see this point? This is exactly how me and my man is doing it. Like, I've never seen that. So, yeah, we we all the same for real. Like, y'all want it to be something else just so that you can have something to pick apart. Worry about your nigga cheating on you. Don't worry about whose pussy I'm looking like, for real. <laughs> what is so funny? It was, I don't know. I think I'm just being childish. Okay. Um, so what about you? What was your past relationships like leading up to our relationship? Ooh. Good thing we've got time. <laughs> Bye. So I kind of count my first like real heartbreak, that relationship, like uh, halfway counted. Um, it was when I switched schools. Freshman in high school, which definitely not gonna say this person's name or anything, but if you're queer, reach out to me. We can be friends and I have questions. Not you calling niggas out on the pod. <laughs> I just, I actually would be interested in being this person's friend right now, just like kind of from a networking standpoint. Mm-hmm. But like, let's tease this. It's a safe space. So there was that. I don't know if I learned anything from that other than don't uh, trace, let, don't exchange schools. <laughs> don't change schools because you're gonna break up. <laughs> um, and I learned that I like attention from whoever I'm with, like a lot of attention. I didn't, I don't, I feel like I just put it under communication at the time, but mm-hmm. it's like communication and attention. Like I need that. That was why we broke up. But it wasn't because of me. I find that hard to believe because I feel like that's something that I really have um, came to understand in all my different relationships. Like it, it's, Things on both people's part. No, I mean like the specific communication part. That wasn't on me. Okay. Other stuff, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, child. Anyway. Okay, there's that. And then I got into a five or six year relationship that ended like my second year of college I feel like I should have learned more than I did (laughs) (laughs) Um, because right after that I feel like I did the exact same thing Mm -hmm. but just on a different level and these were all men Um, yeah (laughs) the the five year relationship was Interesting. I learned a lot about myself sexually in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel I don't want to say that's it. I once I got out of the relationship and looked back on it, I learned stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. So then there was this eight-year situation, and that was I learned a lot about people in that relationship and 
I discovered how low my self-esteem was. Mm. You preaching to the choir now, girl. <laughs> um, there's a lot that I took away from that now. And then I started feeling free. Um, I wasn't in a relationship with a woman prior to you. I did talk to this nice young woman. She was cool. I think just talking to her, it was like a huge difference just in the way that we were getting to know each other. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is different. <laughs> That's probably like the big difference between like hetero and um, homosexual relationships is really like I don't know if it's the same sex thing because we just like are genetically wired the same way type of thing. So there's like this common ground. But I do think that there is a big difference on how men and women um, express themselves in and out of relationships. Mm -hmm. And also there's a big difference in how society treats us when we express ourselves differently in those relationships too. Yeah. That was, I think... I think that was when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying over here. Because, mm-hmm. like, this is just, it just feels lighter. It feels better. I feel like I'm not. And a lot of that has to do with I was really just being myself. Like, I wasn't really doing that before. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't think that had so much to do with me talking to a woman. It was kind of just me. I'm being myself. And somebody was accepting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a positive experience. And then I met you, and uh, you know, life's been going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you had to compare, I guess, between our relationships and um, your past relationships, obviously mine would be my relationships with men. Um, what would you say is like the biggest takeaway or difference? Like what makes you feel like validated and you know, how you choose to identify? Um, the peace. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, play Be My Peace by Jacquees. (laughs) But for real, I think I was actually thinking about this earlier when we were talking about recording. Like, I feel like it's not that women can do something and men can't. It's that women try. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that effort bleeds into every area of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, being with a man is like just no escape from the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the expectations that men have for women in relationships or the men that I've been with, you know what I mean? There was a lot of expectations for me to fulfill a certain role. I feel like there's a lot more flexibility in being like with women because... 
no matter how we look, I don't know what is it about being gay and queer or just, you know, part of the spectrum, period. Like, I don't know what it is about that. Maybe the things that we had to go through to become accepting of ourselves, but we just, like, don't care. You know what I mean? We're not... I also feel like men, straight men, are really um, nonchalant about their feelings, their emotions. I don't think that they really create safe spaces in their community to um, have like healthy communicating skills or processing their emotions and stuff like that. And when people can't process their emotions, then they just gonna project everything into you. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like at cer certain points in your life as a woman, you don't have no choice but to heal. Because for most people, it's like you realize the impact of waiting to be heard is having on your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in my last relationship, um, I just had like a lot of issues sharing my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I had that same issue too when I was with my ex-husband, but it was just like on another level. Mm -hmm. because it was with a woman and that's when I realized oh girl you got mommy issues you know what I mean <laughs> I feel like different parts bring out different sides of you but ultimately if you are in a healthy relationship that feels like a safe space where you can communicate healthily where you feel accepted for every part of yourself it doesn't really matter like who you choose to be with as long as like you choose to be with yourself first you know what I mean? Yeah. I just personally will never choose to be with a man again because it's just been such a blessing in my life personally to be with a woman versus being with men. Part of that could be accredited to our age and maturity level in those past relationships. Like once you hit 30, shit changes. If you haven't hit 30 yet or at least 29, then... You just don't get it. But when you hit that 30, I don't know what it is about it, but, like, your perspective just totally changes about yourself, about life, about your values, everything. You're ready to, like, center yourself. And I think that um, I couldn't center myself in relationships with men. I had to, like, cater to them. Mm -hmm. And the whole, you know, submission conversation, I just... <laughs> I feel I like people don't understand what submission is. They think it's one thing, mm -hmm. and that's not. Submission is different in each relationship, and that's why it's important for you to date as many people as you can before you get in a serious relationship so you can understand what your needs are. So you can properly communicate them, and then you can get into a long-term relationship with somebody, if that's what you choose, of course, if you want a long-term relationship you know, somebody that y'all values is match up, which y'all want the same match up. Because otherwise, we you just romanticizing this invisible person in your head and then comparing every person that you meet to them. And it's like, girl, that's not realistic. Like, right. that's not a real standard. And I really hate when people have expectations for other people. Because when I'm putting expectations on you, that means that I'm also putting a burden on you to behave a certain way in our relationship and I don't think that's fair because I hate that. I hate feeling contained. Like yeah. 
And I think with a man, I'm always going to feel contained in some way, whether it's financially, whether it's the way I look or dress, you know, if, if this could happen too in, you know, relationships of the same sex, but mm-hmm. just for me personally, I just feel not free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alexa play free by Destiny's Child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a jam. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Listen, Michelle said when they said to hit that stage, I'm gonna hit that stage. Is this a joke on her follow? It's not. But you know she ain't get that many um singing verses and stuff like that. Let's have the Michelle conversation really quick. Okay. I'm a Beyonce stan. Let me start with that. Absolutely love Beyonce. There's, if you talk bad about Beyonce, I feel like you're lying. Especially if it's about her actual performance and artistry. You're lying. Um, but Michelle is a star. She was a star in that group. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, in all the in every Beyonce song that you know, that's of course from when she was in the group. Whose verse do you know by heart every time? Well, it was only three point five seconds long. Of course, I know it. But you specifically remember Michelle's verse in every song because I will she say she stood out. She's a She has a very unique voice, and I think that she has a lovely voice. I would not say that the music that she makes in her solo career is my cup of tea. You know, she's got Christian-based music and all that jazz, and I'm just real secular out here. Every now and again, I'll throw on a good, you know, gospel jam to uplift my spirits, but that's really all they're getting for me. Um, And I think Michelle's cool. It was not a joke about her. I just was saying Mm -hmm. that when she gets her time to shine, she's going to shine. When I told you to hit that stage, hit that stage. I feel like you can't say hit that stage and not be making a joke about what you First of all, all of them used to be falling, though. But that one just like, really sticks out. You could take any celebrity and Google, like, Mariah Carey falls on stage. Like, you could find anybody. It's, yeah. She was at the wrong 106 in Park that day, okay? <laughs> that was just wrong such a day. moment. Ugh. Played it back so many times. Mm-hmm. Michelle can get her flowers and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? She's got a podcast. I'm waiting for her to have Beyonce on there, and then I might listen. She got a podcast? Yeah, she has a whole podcast, and it's actually very successful. Mm-hmm. She I had that reality it. show with her... Um, we don't have to talk about that. Okay. Well, <clears throat> musically, musically, Michelle, okay. she's getting her coins. I'll say that, and I think yeah. that she is. Um, she's an, a good artist. It's just not my type. And you she's know what a saying? fashionista out here. She be killing it on the ground. Well, I don't know if she still be killing it because I've been over there lately. But I wouldn't know. She be having the fashions. That. I wouldn't know anything about. Is there anything else that you have to add to this episode this week about the gays, being gay, living your gay life? 
Um, I just want to say I'm having a good time. You know, if you're having a hard time, maybe you're on the wrong team. Think about it. That is not true. <laughs> but I also, uh, in light of, you know, the recent discoveries from all these uh, male-led podcasts and Instagrammers and TikTokers that just have to say their piece about men and women, it won't hurt to try. If you feel the attraction is Jared, just go ahead and see what that girl talking about. Only if you feel it, though. Don't, don't try to force it or don't do that weird thing where... You're just using somebody for, like, whatever That's they can to do. To take space. Yeah. yeah. That's very weird. It's very immature. I feel like there's times when you need to be by yourself so you can figure out what you want and what you need. And it's like mm-hmm. after a breakup or when you just don't know what you want. And the worst, most hurtful situations that I have ever been in is when, you know, one person did not know what they wanted and it just was not good you know what i'm saying it's like not cool to drag another person through the mud just because you're not sure you know yeah yeah that's all i got though well what are you making time for this week girl well i didn't make time for the gym today okay (laughs) we gonna do it again yeah Totally. And you can go to the gym tomorrow before we go to the beach. Mm, yeah. Then I can be super hot. I'm going to make time for recording this week because I think it's been a good two weeks since I uploaded on my YouTube channel and you know the girls don't like that. So What's your YouTube channel? Um, Manifesting with Karmic Sight Gown. And I also just started a new YouTube channel which is Manifesting with Karmic Saga was pretty much like spiritual guidance, period, tarot, um, personal growth, you know, healing, chakra healing, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Whereas my new channel, which is called Get Well Soon, is really just all about like my lifestyle, you know, the things that I enjoy doing, what I do to you know, be on a high vibe and all that jazz and yeah. I'm feeling it. Go subscribe or else. <laughs> Stop saying or else when you don't know what's or else. I mean they'll just be missing out on good things. Yeah. But uh I'm actually making time for editing. <sighs> we we need to make time to double record. Yeah, we got to get back to a schedule. We had a schedule. <laughs> we got cocky because we were ahead, and then life hit you. But I feel like it's all happening at the right time. You know, everything everything is happening in order. I feel like the best thing about these clips are gonna be watching the sunset. If you guys are not following us on TikTok already, follow us at I've Got Time Podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter at I've Got Time Pod. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is I've Got Time Podcast. So without further ado, I've I've Got got time. Time.